When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want, and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Part of our production process here at Podmate World is that we get an edit of the episode and we listen to it ourselves privately and give notes or, you know, changes or, you know, why did you cut that kind of notes or whatever. And there was one episode that I was listening to from a couple of weeks ago and I got so creeped out because I, I listened by myself, you know, with my headphones, like sitting on my couch or whatever. Uh, and I heard a demon child <laughs> in between. We're like, it's like us doing our normal stuff. And then I just heard this little, I was like, what is happening? And I played it back. I was like, am I, is that outside of my, no, it was like, no, it was like that moment in like, you know, the horror movie where it's like, Let, let's get the, rewind the tape and play it backwards. It's clearly the devil talking. <laughs> So I'm in your I house. brought it to your attention. And then everybody was like, I don't hear it. I don't hear I heard it. it. Was it. Oh, you heard I it. I heard well, it. Yeah. Tara and I did not hear it. So okay. one of our other producers and I did not hear it. Writer writes back to everybody. Hey, guys, there's a weird demon child at the <laughs> five minute mark. And then I go, what? I go and I play it. I don't hear it. And I write back. Interesting. I don't hear it. And then right. Tara writes back. I don't hear it either. So and then Ryder Will goes, I'm going crazy. I hear it. Will goes, I hear it. And then when Will hurt, because I was really super ready to just be like, Writer has something wrong with his headphones or his brain. And I'm just going to move on. <laughs> On. But when Will said he also heard it, I went and listened to it again. And that's when 
Tara and I realized we were listening to the wrong episode. It was an email that had two episodes oh, okay. in it. Gotcha. And we both incorrectly the selected the, the wrong link. So it wasn't in that one. You were listening then, to Office Girl, Office Ladies, right? It, correct. <laughs> yes. I was I was editing 90210. Right. And Wait. that's where it was not there. So when that ha- then when that happened, Tara was like, what? is this? This is crazy. So this is what Ryder originally heard in the edit. I don't know why he picked the married 12-year-old to go out <laughs> with, but... so funny. Um, so Corey asks her out. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it says, but you missed... The, the first one is really... Ver- you have no idea what she's saying. Kill your mom. That's what it was saying. <laughs> I'm in the house. I'm in the house. But in order to figure out what it actually was, we isolated the audio. So let's go into the isolated audio. How can I help? That's so funny. Hello, well. Siri How can had I been help? triggered. See, I heard hello, hell. Right. No. <laughs> hello, well. <laughs> yeah, um, my my Siri tends to like to help me when I don't need her to, and at really right. inopportune times. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's it's there's yeah, and it comes from the watch. It comes from everything's set up the one thing. So you mention something, and then it's at your house. Ha- yeah. So I apologize. She wants her own podcast and is now jumping on ours for Siri. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she was triggered, but when you said, that's so funny, she responded with, LOL. LOL. <laughs> Notice my Siri. So my no Siri- program Siri to just laugh at him she, all the time. All the time. She keeps, she's, she's the best audience. Her. She's the best audience. <laughs> I'm glad you me. didn't hear the normal thing she says, which is like, my God, you look good this morning. <laughs> um, well, first of all, and I will let people LOL. know this. You're so funny, Will. If I, let's see if I, um, oh, geez, let's see if I can even do this. Hey Siri. I just now have this image of Will having a laugh track at his house. Oh yeah. Just oh. always like so we can just keep reliving the Boy Meets World Glory Day. Oh, wait, wait, Sue I, won't I, laugh at him. Sue he just turns on just, the laugh I track. I want to see if I can get this to work. Wait, hang on. So that's right. Now Siri won't work. I'll let I'll let this happen. Let's see. Hey Siri, what do you call uh-huh. me? Oh, see, it's not she doesn't say it, but it says you're Will, but since we're friends, I get to call you my lord. <laughs> wow. So Siri calls me my lord, so I'll be driving and I'll hear, My Lord, do you have a phone call? Oh, oh my so, god! You programmed that? Yeah, you can program you can, it. Of course, to, he did. To program it to say whatever you want. So she's British. My, my she's grace. British, and she calls me my <laughs> lord. Damn right. <laughs> Nobody else will, Ryder. Ha! Ah, see, He's, Easton just said I have mindset to captain. So yes, we can always. All right. Everybody can do that. Yes, yes, my lord. You have a call, my lord. Aye, aye, sir. Yes, I love that. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and you can call me my lord. Today we are recapping season two, episode six, Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf? Air date, October 28th, 1994. It was a Halloween episode. The first one? There wasn't one last season, was there? Yeah. Was there? First season? What was the Halloween episode? Yeah, it was um, with with, um, Dusty, where he's in the mask and... Oh, oh yes, 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 trick yes, or treating. Oh my God, we've already forgotten season one, I apologize. I know, I can't believe you guys... (laughs) Yes. Were they talking about it the whole episode of season one, though? Or yeah. was it just at the end there? No, it was a whole... We were definitely talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I don't remember. I don't it was either. so long ago. I, I need to do a rewatch okay. of season one. <laughs> we're going to do a re-listen of Pod Meets World season one. <laughs> 
so the synopsis is that Corey is terrified he may be turning into a werewolf after he's bitten by a strange animal and consults with a fortune teller in the back of a yogurt shop. I remember Phyllis Diller being here this week. And for some reason in my memory of it, this episode was way later in the series run. Like I thought this was like a season four episode. Me too, kind of. I didn't think this was right away. Well, see, I remembered this as a season one episode in my mind. Well, it, because it really? should have been. It because should, yeah. should have been. I yeah. didn't buy but, this. You know, that's what I kind of, I, well, yeah, I didn't buy it either, but I kind of also appreciated it. I get it. it. It, well, it just made me re- realize, like, as much we felt this, you know, the drop shock of season two, which we've talked about forever. But like, it was all, it was more like whiplash, like you know, between like uh, yeah. what felt like a very much a season one episode, like this, or the two hundred five, also felt like a season one episode in so many ways, except for the makeout party references. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in, in some ways, I was like comforted by this. It felt. You know, like Corey's still a kid. Yeah. Like he's still yeah, a Yeah, but there's he's a, not a kid teenager. or a tween. And then there's it. I mean, I get it. it's supposed to be a Halloween episode. And I know I'm just I'm trying to just let stuff like this go. But yeah. what 13 year old believes that werewolves are real and doesn't know he's going through puberty nowadays? I mean, even then it yeah. just it's, well, we already had the episode where he got the telegram from, you know, hormone yeah, or whatever that so, whole like so crazy. Yeah, to so me, I, where, it was like that episode never existed. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I, don't I don't know. know. I think maybe, you know, maybe it's in some ways a response to having written so many more like grown up episodes. Yeah. They felt the need to sort of pull back a little bit and like soften it because my instinct, I watched this episode without Indy and I regretted it. Because I was yeah. like, oh, it I wish Indy kid, could watch this. Back to kid wise. Yes. I get it was, that. But. I immediately wanted Indy to be watching this episode with yeah. me when I was watching it by myself, um, which I have not felt. But yeah. this, as, two, as so. an 11 year old Corey in season one, good episode. 13 year old Corey now not getting it. I felt I was a little like, really? He doesn't, he doesn't know it. Yeah. I mean, and online, there are like, when you read about um, jump the shark moments of Boy Meets World, this episode gets named a lot. Okay. What? So what, people think we already jumped the shark? Uh, yeah, I right mean, in season two, in season two uh, it's it's definitely, it is a it is a <clears throat> divisive episode. There are people who totally defend it and enjoy it, and then there are people who are like, nope, this is the moment when it just, you know, breaks all reality. I also- Wait, hold on. Is it because it breaks reality or because it be- is too childish for the show? It Because it just breaks all reality. It's like, unlike every other episode where there's at least a majority of it that feels like it could be grounded in reality. Right. This episode just feels like exactly what Will said. Right. In what universe is Corey living in that he is so right. out of touch with what's going on in life? Or, or the reality of a fortune teller in the back of a yogurt shop and like all those. All that See, that episodes. to me yeah. is, is can be funny and you can get away with that. And I thought the way she played it, and we'll get into that, was, was very funny. I just thought right. the whole premise of... God, Corey thinks he's turning into a werewolf at 13 years old and yeah. and it's doesn't an understand that Max. he's yeah. like, wait, what? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also, though, felt so I had I had heard the rumblings of like, oh, gosh, wait till you get to the episode where he turns into a wolf. And then I felt like what Ryder said. I felt strangely comforted by this yeah. episode. It seemed kind of cute and, to me. Get that in, yeah, in it was place. cute. And I think the thing that I that even though I, all of the points we've all made about it being more of an 11-year-old thing than a 13-year-old thing, the thing I do definitely, um, that I kept going back to understanding is 
the idea that when you are going through puberty and hormones have taken over your body, that you can literally have no idea what is happening to me. What is going on? Like, and, and to relate that to, I feel as though I'm turning into a werewolf as being, I feel not like at all like myself and I'm having that. I, I kept being like, okay, that I can take away from it. And then I gave it a lot of grace because it is a Halloween episode. Right. That's, and, what I, that, that's what I, like I did the same thing. Sort yeah. of, I yeah. tried yeah. to let that go because I get what you're saying. It's like, it's okay. This is, this is taking place in Corey's mind is where yeah. I went from this. And this is how he feels in his well, mind. Well, it is structured as flashbacks too. Right. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's basically all takes place in Halloween night where he's just talking in his bedroom. So I think the, the structure lends itself to believing that it's all in his mind. Right. And, and yeah. once I got there, then I was kind of like, okay, this is what, these are the struggles of a 13-year-old's mind. He doesn't, it's hyperbole. He doesn't actually believe he's turning into a werewolf. He just doesn't know what's going on with his body. His yeah. hormones are raging. When I got there, exactly. it was a little more digestible. Um, yes. As opposed to just, what, what, he's 13? He doesn't understand that he's growing hair? Like, uh, come on. Yeah. So. It's Boy Meets World's like Treehouse of Horror. Right, episode. right. And once right. I got there, I was okay with it. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so it was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Mark Blutman, Howard Busking, and Jeff Manel. Really? Yeah. So remember, Manel told us that he kept pitching right. this idea because it actually happened he to him where he was bit by an animal yes, or a dog yes, and he was yes. scared something was happening to him. So so it was based on, yeah, probably a Manel script originally. He wrote maybe the first draft and then Busking and, and Blutman took gotcha. it over at some point. Yeah. So it is guest starring Don Kalfa as Frank. He passed away in 2016. He's a legend. And Phyllis Diller as Madame Uspenskaya, who is obviously an extremely famous comedian known for guest starring on game shows and sitcoms and even Scooby-Doo. And she passed in 2012. Yeah, she's another legend. Two yep. Hollywood icons. I mean, really. Yeah. Some who I had people. no idea who they were. Well, that was no, that's no. the problem when you get when you work with them as kids. You look back as adults and you go, "Wow, yeah. I got to oh. talk with Phyllis Diller." But you, as yep. kids, you didn't know any of that. Well, the only ones I remember know I knew who Buddy Hackett was. Sure, um, because because of probably Herbie the Love Bug. I think he was okay. in one of the mm. like. Yeah. So as a kid, I know known who, but of course now I know Buddy Hackett was like a legend. But uh, I remember yeah. that episode, which is like season five, four or five or whatever. Buddy Hackett and Soupy Sales. Yeah, that was two mm-hmm. again Hollywood oh, icons. I did yeah. not know who they were. <laughs> okay. Right. So we're into our recap. Corey in Eric's room. It is pouring outside the house. Corey is feverishly writing in his journal with a feather pen, saying that tonight on Halloween, he will turn into a werewolf. Amy walks in asking what Corey did with her duster. And obviously... He had turned it into a pen. I love this whole bit. I think see, it was I, funny. I think it's funny. It is very, it's established right away. It's yep. like a joke show, you exactly. know, like and those incredible graphics for the lightning outside the, the house and stuff. It was like, yeah, I was like, this is just fun. And Betsy's reaction when she just looks and just walks away, and just like walks away. Yeah. Killed me. It was great. Oh, I also so love it. It's, it's one of the first meta, really, truly meta jokes we've done. We've done a couple, but the it's happening at what, what do you say? Eight, nine central. Yes, yeah, he did say eight. something, or or the reverse, whatever. It's, but it ha- yeah, it happens later. Yeah, later when he says, "Yeah, at nine yeah. central." Yeah, yeah very funny. And then we go into a commercial, Corey, and then we are in Corey and Eric's room continuing. Corey is still writing in his journal. He's checking his possible werewolf symptoms. He's drooling more than usual. And then Sean walks in wearing a wig, asking if he's ready for the Halloween party. I thought this was so funny. Your, I did too. I didn't remember this. Your Corey it, was great. I had, well, it, you know, I wish, I, I don't know. Like, I was bummed that my impression wasn't better. You know, oh, I just no, sort it was of pretty say, good. 
I just say this yeah, line you- that's a reference to the previous episode of 205. It's like literally right. riffing. It's like obvious that we had shot the previous episode, rolled into this one. And so the joke became that. I would have preferred more like in season one when like Danielle did her impression, which is like <laughs> me, school, no. Right. You know, like that, right. like a more of a Corey line. And and if my character or me as an actor could have done an impression, it would have been funnier. But still, I just can't believe I don't remember this. Like wearing a wig. Like we usually, I usually remember the episodes where we had to do costumes. No recollection of this. I thought it was funny. I also it's love so how funny. you're dressed like him from the actual right scene now. he's in yes. right now. I thought that was great. It's like, they had to make that point, right? Because otherwise <laughs> it probably would have been harder to know besides the wig. Yeah. Like what, what else makes me Corey? It was funny. So, I also though really like just the idea that you know him so well. That I can dress you, for what he's wearing. You could dress day. for what he's wearing when you <laughs> see him. Not, not just like, oh, how convenient. You actually were like, what's Corey wearing on the Halloween <laughs> I just, I love it. That was funny. So, uh, Sean reveals he's dressed as Corey. Corey says he's not going to the party. He needs to stay back, locked in his room alone. Corey says, Sean says, what about Topanga? She's meeting us here. And then he breaks the news to Sean that he is one of the undead creatures of the night. And we go into a flashback. I was completely like, oh, okay, I guess I'm in this episode. I've been gone Gone. from at least three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't remember if one? I was in. Mm. I don't remember if I was in the second one or not. I don't either. But, but I know I was third, at least. Fifth, I was not fourth, third, in third, fourth, or fifth. So yeah. I've been gone for at least three episodes. Already forgetting two, two and three episodes ago. Oh this yeah. is how horrible we are. I remember that episode one was called "Back to School," and you were but there I don't remember that what, one. And I yes. was there, but I don't remember what happened in the next one. Good to, good to you. Was pairing <laughs> off number two? Pairing off was number two, and I was not in that one. I don't think you were. Mm-mm. So I have, I it's Wendy. been four episodes. Okay. Yeah. That's the Wendy episode. Okay. Unless that's yeah. the one where he asks me and to go through life with him and I say no, or did yes. that happen? Yeah. That's yes. pairing no, off, right? Yeah. So okay. yeah. yeah. You, All right. You were so in, I had a small part in, in 202. Two. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not in 203. I'm not in 204. I'm not in 205. And I was like, oh, okay. I, Topanga's now just like somehow part of the crew enough that I'm coming over to their to the house and the three of us are going to a party together, which in some ways is really cool. I love that. I love that for our friendship, but also where have I been? Yeah. Cause you're not in the classrooms either. No, I think you tried a performing art school in the city. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes (laughs) sense. Clown college. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. 
It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. So then we go into a flashback in the backyard. Mr. Feeney says Corey shouldn't be taking out the trash tonight because a wolf escaped the Philadelphia Zoo and authorities think it's in their area. Feeney is taking his trash back into the house because wolves have a strong sense of smell. And Corey says, so you're trying to lure him inside the house? (laughs) And Feeney retreats inside. It's then that Corey hears rustling in the bushes. He gets closer and closer to see it's possibly a wolf in the bushes. At least that's what we're led to believe. POV and then, shot. Wolf POV huh? Shot. Wolf POV shot. <laughs> exactly. The did this, wolf POV. Did we ever figure out, and I think we might have, to, and I just don't remember for some reason, um, did we figure out how far they actually are from Philly? Have we established, because we talked about in the in the basketball game that it was a farther drive. Well, we, we had fans, we had fans nail down 
a couple of actual towns. Like I think there's been two yeah. towns named that people all have sort of figured out that. I'm just wondering if we're a hundred miles. Outside I think it's like 45 Philly. minutes. Okay, 45 I think we minutes. Said 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. Right. It's a long hike yeah. for a wolf. I love the joke about the good schools, though. Yeah. I like, why know. is he, he leaving the city for the suburbs? Good schools. I don't even think it's Probably looking for good schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very funny. Um, and then we're back in Corey and, and Eric's room. Sean doesn't believe him, but Corey says he was bit by a wolf. Sean says he doesn't see any bites, and Corey explains that that's because everyone knows wolf bites heal overnight. Sean asks if Corey really believes, and then we go into another flashback to earlier that morning. Uh, wait, very quickly, this yeah. is now we can we can pinpoint this. This episode, I believe, is the start of man jewelry because we're oh. all wearing man jewelry now. Like, it, me too. I, I, you, Ben, my, me, we're all we've all have some form of jewelry. It will start to progress wow. from this episode to where at what the am end I we're just am I wearing covered. a necklace. You have a necklace. I have a okay, pinky yeah, ring. I mine personally. Yeah, that like because I remember all the jewelry that I wore wear on Boy Meets World is always mine. Okay. My, my actual and Ben so had something too. So we, we, we I think are, I wore this silver necklace for a couple of years. Okay. I was going to say that silver necklace. I feel like you wore since you were born. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was for my first girlfriend. Yeah. That's why your yeah, same voice so. and that silver necklace. That's how Ryder was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. Really, let me just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, the man jewelry has arrived. Just so, just so we're aware. Yep. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I like that. Do you still so, wear man jewelry? Uh, no, just my wedding ring. Um, you're covered with them is a very funny joke. With yeah, the bites that he heal, says, he's the bite. These yeah, bites right. they heal. You don't see them. I guess well, you're covered. You're covered with them. With them. It was your reading was great. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so Corey warns Eric that when he comes out of the bathroom, what he sees may shock him. And then he comes out yelling he has hair all over his body. Eric jokes and then says he doesn't see anything. But when Corey really points it out, he does see a few hairs and congratulates him on going through puberty. So like, yes, that's exactly what's happening here. (laughs) (laughs) And then Eric says, well, that's one possibility. I love this. But since you said you were bit by a wolf last night, it could also be that you yourself are turning into a werewolf. Just messing with it. Yes. Love it. Yeah. When Corey is totally baffled by the idea, Eric hands him a tabloid with a story about a kid getting bit by a wolf and turning into a werewolf. So, yes, I did think right off the bat, oh, this is great. This is all just Eric messing with him. But then you do have like an inquirer, basically. Right. That has a werewolf story More on weekly it. Weekly World News. Weekly World News, which frankly, yeah. for anybody out there who has not read the Weekly World News lately, because I think it's still in publication, it truly is some of the best comedy writing you will ever read in your life. So I did, I did think like, oh, Eric's clearly just messing with him here. But then also you are reading something that has a story about a teen turning into a werewolf. So then I thought there was maybe a part of it where maybe you did believe it a little bit. Like otherwise, if you didn't believe, like, are you reading it for comedy or are you reading it because you believe that there's some truth to it? And maybe there is no. a part of you that wonders if it's true. I think yeah, I'm messing think with him. Yeah. yeah, you're just messing with yeah, Corey. I think I, okay. Once again, I mean, older the dog brother bowl messing. later is one of the best gags. Oh my gosh. Ever. Well, do and you so remember I mean, what happened in that scene? No. Oh, we'll get no, there. We'll, oh, get, we'll get, to get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. Okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. 
Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. I, yeah, I don't remember filming this episode at all. I remember the existence of this episode, like as a concept. And I think I remember Ben makeup. Like I remember mm-hmm. the makeup being a big thing for yes. him to get it to make. And it was probably just a big deal because of the amount of time it took out yeah. of our day for to make that. Um, but that's all I remember about this episode. Oh, I remember the dinner. aura of having Phyllis Diller on set. Like the whole, oh, me too. The whole oh. idea that she was there was so amazing. Me too. Yeah. I remember Phyllis Diller. I remember the Ben makeup and becoming the werewolf makeup. Exactly. What, time consuming, yep. a lot, a probably sweaty, sticky, yeah. and yeah. all for just such a really quick shot. Yeah. And then I remember my dress, my Halloween costume. And I remember costume. shooting that last scene in the bedroom. 
because of the, the kiss. The kiss. So Eric is really laying it on thick about the kids in the Inquirer, but Corey says he is not a werewolf. And Eric says that the first sign is denial. And then Amy yells to Corey that she made him breakfast, but she does not say that she made Eric anything. No. <laughs> nope, not a thing. <laughs> Who cares about Eric? No. Well, here's the thing, and we, we can get into this later. Blutman bus gang episodes, at least their first season or two, I always knew when I saw Blutman and bus gang, I was going to have almost nothing to do. They oh, really really leaned into Corey, Sean, Corey, Sean, and then Corey, Sean, Topanga. It wasn't just me. I think a lot of the family usually didn't have a lot to do during a Blutman bus so you're gang. you're saying game. they hated you. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say they hated me so much as they hated me. Right. That makes sense. That was kind of their Blutman bus gang were kind of Corey Sean. So that was, those are the stories they gravitated towards. So every time I knew like a script would land in front of me, I go, ah, Blutman bus gang. I'm going to have a really easy week. Um, And it was, I'd have a scene maybe two. But this was a good episode for you. Oh, it was fun. There would always be decent scenes, but it was, it was kind of quick. Yeah, they were always quick. And the writing, and I also knew the writing was always going to be good. They always had good scripts, Blutman bus gang. And then we are we are con- in a continuing the flashback. We're in the Matthews kitchen. Amy tells Corey not to forget his lunch, and Corey responds, "It's okay. I'll just kill something at school." <laughs> Alan senses there's something on Corey's mind, and in a roundabout way, he asks if werewolves exist. Alan says, "Even though the wolf escaped the zoo, werewolves don't exist." Alan then goes back to his cans of soda to find diamonds in some weird robbery scheme he heard about. Yeah. This is a funny runner. I thought this was a yeah. funny runner. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, though, noticed with you, Will, that it sounded like the way they had to make the sound, it was like, how, what, how much soda is in yeah. there? Like, uh, and are they all open? Have they already drank them all? Are like, they closed I, yeah. sodas? Then why are you shaking them? How does yeah, that you help? You would never well, be able to hear a diamond no. ring in a soda, of course right? Not. Like, not with the soda still in it. No, like, yeah. no. And how do you so hide? How did do you they hide drink them diamonds? all and then shake them? Do you put them in the soda and then seal the Reseal soda it? back up somehow with the can? It didn't make a whole lot of sense. But it's funny. Maybe that's actually the idea, is that the people who hid it in there drained the sodas first and then put the ring in. And well, so they were technically looking. And know the weight if it doesn't have, or unless they right. put the soda back in. No, I was thinking it'd be empty, and so all they're doing is picking it up to see if there's anything in it. Yeah, you wouldn't have to shake it, then you just know, yeah. But who picks up an empty soda can and doesn't shake it? I would have to agree. (laughs) You pick it up and go like this. Is there a ring in there? Okay. They had me in this episode until then, by the way. I was totally in with the werewolf thing, but the whole can thing just threw me. Yeah, too much. It was too much. (laughs) Too much. I don't don't buy it. I don't buy it now. You've lost me. And then we're back in Corey and Eric's room. Corey tells Sean it's more than just hair. He has strange urges, like wondering how cold the water is on Baywatch. (laughs) Great line. I love this exchange because this is what makes the metaphor of the werewolf, you know, adolescence, teenage boy work perfectly is that he doesn't understand why he's thinking about Baywatch while he's watching a great, uh, you know, violent, untouchable (laughs) scene. That is like... That's really smart writing. I loved it. I love yep. it. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I thought that now it's all coming together that he just doesn't, he's not putting it together. Right. Like, right. why would I be thinking about Baywatch right now? Right. I, yeah. Right. He and says, I, I, do, I think there's a cleverer version of this episode. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's that, it, it's that this episode goes into, you know, for me, like the fortune teller and the three signs and the, t- it's just like, oh, does anybody care about that? You know, yeah. like but uh. the idea of like Corey being weirded out and having weird thoughts and, and, and not knowing what's happening with his body. 
I feel like that could have played without so much commitment to the werewolf storyline. But again, if this was a first season episode, perfect first season episode. Yeah, a little kid. It'd be a great one. If you're willing to say, I love the commitment then to saying, well, let's do this episode that would stand alone without it, but also let's add the Halloween element to it, which the fortune teller and the pentagram and all of that adds to the Halloween of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you have a... a crossover yeah, where right. you get you get the best of both worlds. Right. So he also says he also has strange cravings for a snack. And then we are at a flashback at Frank's House of Yogurt. Corey asks the clerk, Frank, for what the special flavors are. There's bucket of blood, that's strawberries, and bucket of guts, that's chocolate, and smashed and severed intestines, but he does not recommend that <laughs> I flavor. recommend that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was a cute joke. And then Corey hears a news report about the wolf that escaped and admits that people, um, and the the report says that people have seen the wolves everywhere. Frank gets $5 from Corey to bring him to the back of the store to a psychic named Madame Uspenskaya. Lots of swing sets this season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't believe how many new sets we have. That we use once. I don't remember this at all. That we use once. It's not even like it comes back ever. No. It's so interesting to have a, a yogurt stand created just for this one. We've already established Chubby's. Like it could have been like a yogurt stand in the back or a, a, a psychic in the back of Chubby's. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. A big set. To and she well, and Phil, the first time Phyllis we still Stiller. we see Phyllis, it's briefly, but she looks right at the camera. Oh, really? She does. She looks <laughs> right at the camera. It's like oh, that's so I am Phyllis Stiller. That's funny. Yeah. She says she knows he's been bit by a wolf and that he's becoming a wolf and that he's recently divorced. Oops. <laughs> she thought he was Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, she says his body is going to be going through a lot of changes and that a pentagram will appear in his hand. She says there is more, but it's too horrible to mention. Corey hands over $5 and she keeps talking. Suddenly she feels chatty. She says there is a girl who deeply cares for Corey, but he will repay her love by becoming a werewolf and killing her. Corey says this can't be true because there is no girl that cares about him. He calls her a fraud, but she says if she's a fraud, how does she know he's 30 minutes late for English and that his underwear is writing up his tuckus? Tuckus. I remember her saying tuckus. Really? Like, yes, I remember it vividly. So... Is he ditching school? Thank you. Is he on his lunch break? We were not allowed until senior year to leave campus, especially back east. Campus is very different back east because of the weather than it is in California. California, you're walking outside from building to building to building. You have one or maybe two buildings back east, at least where I was growing up, and you weren't allowed to leave. So the idea that he's like, I'm going to get frozen yogurt in the middle of the day. Oh, I'm assuming that it's morning. Like, he never went to school. Like, he was supposed to be walking to school, but he stopped for yogurt. What time does this yogurt uh, shop thank open? Thank in the morning. And how did he get there? Is it right next door to school? I don't understand this. This part, this part. <laughs> I, I'm out. Yeah. Now you're just, I didn't buy this. This is... I was in. <laughs> fully Bridge in. too far. We, we, all, we all have our moments. You lost oh. me here. Also, why did he have to be 30 minutes late for English? How long is this English class? 45 minutes, but that doesn't make sense either because then, why well, no, it does, I guess. Why could just been 10 minutes late? Yeah, because Tony then says later, you're 45 minutes it's late. so late. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so then we are back in Mr. Turner's classroom. It's a flashback. Mr. Turner is giving a lecture on Lord of the Flies. 
I noticed myself, the back of my hair. I was like, there I am. I'm back in my normal front seat in front Yay. of Corey in Mr. Turner's classroom. I'm suddenly there. Getting your learn on. Corey shows up 40 minutes late and he gets three days of detention. When Sean asks Corey where he's been, Sean doesn't hear. There was a fortune teller at the yogurt parlor. He Great thinks that line. he said, yes, you tortured a fellow named Yogi Tyler. We used to say this line. Like, Great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is such a funny exchange. I remember you guys repeating it over and over again. Um, yeah, really funny. I thought that it's very well done. Can we also point out this is now like so Sean's supposed to be the bad boy. Corey's gotten in trouble or in detention in almost every episode so far this season. (laughs) Yep. He's been in detention like 14 days and they've been in school 16 days. (laughs) Twelve. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. He just keeps getting in trouble. Oh, my gosh. Uh Corey writes Sean a note, but Mr. Turner catches him, so he eats the paper. Then he remembers the psychic talking about his weird appetite. Is it happening? The bell rings, and Mr. Turner keeps Corey after class. Hang on one sec. What? Really quickly. This is the tie. Well, no, before the tie. Yes. Ryder, your face behind Ben as oh, he's eating do? the stuff, and then the voiceover is coming. It. I didn't even look at myself. I now. paused it. It was oh, man. so fun. You've got what this kind of, of like, you're kind of concerned, and you're like, it's the it's the greatest rider face. I don't even know how oh, to say it, but funny. it is just and because it's the it's not only when he's eating it, but also the voiceover. You have to hold yeah. it for what feels like four minutes. It is so great. <laughs> it is. Oh, you got to go back and watch it. The rider face is outstanding behind there. Oh man, I can wish we, you had taken we, a I'm picture gonna, of it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something that might be kind of complicated, but I'm hoping you guys will will feel the same way or feel similar. I. I'm so impressed with Ben in this episode. I and and part of the reason I'm impressed is not just his performance, which I think is great and funny. And there's something about, and I don't know if it's in the performance or it's because I remember enough about this episode. I can tell that Ben is not happy, yeah. <laughs> and yet he is committing. And I and I don't know if that's because I remember Ben being unhappy, but he's being asked to do a lot of very crazy things, Broad. putting paper in his mouth, having to howl. Yeah, And every yep. time Ben howled in this episode, I was so impressed with him as an actor that I was like, this is frankly kind of dumb or childish. Let's just call it childish, you know, like this whole thing. And, and I, I don't know if I'm remembering Ben, not, but whatever, for whatever reason, I just think he does such a good job committing to some crazy stuff. And he had a lot to do in this episode. Yeah. Had to deal with the makeup. He's in every freaking scene. And yep. then he also has to be sort of childish and like earnest and stuffing paper in his mouth and howling. And, and I was just like, I, I was so impressed with him. And I don't know how much of that is because I could kind of tell he was unhappy and uncomfortable. Not, you know, not in a way that was, I think, noticeable to anybody else. But knowing him as well as I do, I could tell that he was uncomfortable. Or if I'm remembering that he was uncomfortable. But either way, it, he's doing such a great job committing in this yeah. episode. Because it is kind of it's, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, and, it's a, it's a yeah. wacky romp. And he's he's right. committing to it. You're right. And, and it's the only way it works, exactly, man. Exactly. Like, I was just going to say. Having, having directed kid actors, like, if one of them is like, I'm not doing the howl or doesn't commit. Yeah. It's like, it just kills the whole joke. You have to yeah. go for yeah. it. And he was so game, um, obviously, because yeah. he pulls it off. Yeah. If you're going to hit the wall anyway, run into it full speed. That's right. essentially what right. he's doing. And it's, and it's, right. you're right. It's the only way that it even slightly works is that he's yep. committing to everything. And you committed to the face behind him, Ryder. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. And Turner was committed to that tie. What yeah. tie? I, don't know what it was. I didn't see this one. Oh, it was a black a tie with red, red, like, 
Faces. Uh, yeah, faces. I don't or know if it's like I don't was it a Halloween tie? Or... Because it's a Halloween episode? I don't know. I just know. I just was like trying. I was squinting at the screen going, why is it this on high def? I know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So there's just another Turner tie moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey moves some keys on Turner's desk while he sits on it. And then he notices he has a Pentagon keychain from Washington, D.C. And it's now on his palm. Corey remembers the psychic saying the sign of the pentagram will show up in the palm of his hand. He then asks out loud, is it pentagram or pentagon? And the voice of Phyllis Diller says, same difference. Same difference. Which <laughs> was great. Cute. <laughs> Cute. Funny. Was it supposed uh, to have burned him why is just holding the thing in his hand now there's a red i thought the same thing i thought maybe it's a stamp i think maybe it was that he had been squeezing like he was he was squeezing the keychain and so so hard that it left a red mark but also you know again we can find little things that will sure also makes makes total sense that uh (laughs) tony would go out of his way to buy a pentagon keychain for his motorcycle right Yes. I bought it last time I was at the Pentagon. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, so is that yeah. kind of like, okay, fair enough. You, you don't have a Pentagon? Uh, uh, keychain? No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Next Christmas. Next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we are in a flashback in the school hallway. Corey runs out into the hallway screaming, and he runs into Topanga. And suddenly I felt like commenting, summer was good to me. There's like something about... <laughs> Something about between episode one and really? episode five, where all of a sudden I was like, I just, I think I just, I, I think I just noticed because really the last time I remember seeing myself on the show, that was like such a topic of conversation that I was now very specifically paying attention to it. Like, do I look older? Do I look like I've matured? And in this particular outfit, I was like, yes, I I feel as though the difference between where I was in season one and and where I am now in season two, I have definitely matured. I I just noticed it in this episode, whereas maybe I didn't quite notice it as much in the first episode. Well, the character is also just so different. It just, it yeah, just, it's just different. I miss. Yeah. I miss all of the. There's no, it's I mean, there's, not the there's the hint of it in this episode, though. With the yeah, the damsel. Yeah, with the damsel. Yeah, or the yep. damsel. That was the first, like, I was like, oh, there's Topanga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish there was a little bit more of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, because yes. Topanga just gets, I mean, kind of flattened as a character. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, she, she just becomes so like cool. the girl that's yeah. always there and the best friend. And it's like, but in the first season, she had such a dynamic, interesting, you know, personality. was great. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I don't remember anybody ever like talking to me about the fact that there was going to be a Topanga change in personality. I don't think that was ever brought up like this is an actual move that we're doing. I do remember that eventually and maybe it was when we did the um, commentary for the DVDs, the you know, yeah. which by the way, I also don't remember how many of those episodes we had to watch. Somebody sent us an email and was like, you guys always say that you haven't seen any of the episodes since they were on in the nineties, but you did that commentary. And I was like, yeah, I guess we did watch at least some of them like for the commentary. Like three, three or four. Two. Was it two? I mean, well, we did, we did a session without 
you, Danielle, was just yep. Ben, Will, and me, yep. and Michael, and Michael did a session. And then we did a session with everybody on like yeah. the first season. We did like right. one or two episodes from the first season. But yeah, I mean, both times we were only seen two episodes each time. Yeah. So maybe four. Okay, so, yeah. so yeah, so I don't remember if it was then or maybe it must, maybe it was later in the season of Boy Meets World. But I do remember there eventually being a conversation with whether it was Michael or somebody else on the production staff, on the writing staff, where it was very much like um, we we wanted to we wanted to get away from the idea that Topanga was so weird, Corey wouldn't find her interesting or that they wouldn't have anything in common. And, but that was something that was like, Oh, looking back, the reason we made that decision years ago was because we wanted to make you more normal. Right. But I don't remember anybody really talking to me about it in season two. Like, Hey, just so you know, we're going to get away from that, but I miss it. And I don't necessarily even remember missing it while I was doing it, but I certainly miss it now watching it now. I can't believe we didn't talk about it back then. I know. I don't think we did. They didn't talk to us about our characters. They just wrote them and then we committed to whatever was on the page. I remember having conversations about my character. I remember like Jeff Sherman and I talking a lot and talking about, yeah, Sherman and I were really close back then. and, And he would tell me like what he was gunning for like he would tell me stories he was pitching um ideas like a for sean in particular like we i always felt very that's like great. i always felt like a, a connection with the writing staff about sean which is cool yeah uh, i didn't have that at but all i don't remember the yeah. conversations about topeka which is so weird yeah. because it seems really drastic yeah it's a big yeah, change it, it is yeah. this episode is brought to you by huggies little movers Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WORLD. Books, promo code WORLD. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. 
If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So Topanga tells Corey if something is wrong, he can tell her because it's not like she doesn't care about him. And then Corey remembers Madame Uspenskaya saying she will, he will kill a girl who cares for him. So Corey tells Topanga she can't care for him because harm will come to her and he will eventually eat their kids. Topanga tells Corey to take a nap before the <laughs> Halloween party. I love that he's already joking about getting married. I thought the same thing. The is that the first together? time, right? That's the first time. No, talk- no, no. No, there's he did the same through thing. life together. Yeah, he, yeah. he asked her to walk through life with him. But talking about getting married episode. and having kids, this is like the it's first so time, funny. right? Because yeah. Yes, but also it comes out of nowhere. Where have I been for three episodes? And then all of a sudden, there's this whole episode Not about paid as a regular on Boy Meets World. You had, That's where yeah, you, or, you had finals. Yeah, I guess. But it's it seems so weird because all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, Wendy was the last girl we saw talking to Corey. Where did Topanga come from? All of a sudden, being this girl that then he's talking about marrying again. It it feels a little like whoa. I feel yep. like we shot this out of order not but. to yeah not to, to to bring wendy up again but didn't everybody else think she did two in a row like they did the first one and then she was going to do the second one I, every episode I mean, i'm like where the hell is the wendy off. episode yeah, yeah. the order they may of this have aired them. Thing, i mean we could have shot this one second in the, right you know I, we don't know yeah. really i mean that's why right. I, when we were talking about 205 i thought 205 might have been filmed right after the first one then we could have rolled into this one for all we know you know yeah. right we're usually a couple of like we're usually like two months ahead right or i think so yeah so we could have conceivably shot six episodes before they started airing yeah um, yeah you're yeah. right yeah because i was I, I thought we had wendy again by this point i thought they she kind of came did her two episodes and then bounced it. so yeah. yeah i don't know what's yeah that was strange hmm. but in the next wendy's in the next wendy episode there's chubbies which we right because it's the what they want you to take the roles yeah. right right yeah 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 so Mr. Feeney tells Corey not to run in the halls because we're not animals. And then Corey howls like a wolf again. And then we go into a commercial break. We come back in Corey and Eric's room. Corey tells Sean everything Madame Uspenskaya predicted came true with only one thing left. He needs to kill Topanga. <laughs> Corey says Sean is the only one who knows this. But then Eric walks in with a dog bowl and water and places it on the ground Great and joke. howls with Corey. Oh, and you don't God. remember this, Ryder? You don't remember what no, happened? I just oh, loved God. it. When you walked in with a dog bowl, I was just, as a fan of the show, I was dying. Oh, I was like, this I thought is it was so great. So, I and know, then that you great. howl to him. like Because at first I thought it was going to be like, you're going to be dismissive and make a joke. But instead that you're like, sort of like, here's your food, howl. Like, I'm on it with you. Oh, yeah, I'm in it, on it. it with you was cute. Yes, that, I mean, that there was so a what sense happened? of like, 
here's well, what you're gonna, and then he gets down and starts eating it. It was great. Oh, it was great. It was great. It. The whole thing was great. Yeah. The problem it's so, was it, it's just smart to go from because like at first I thought the joke was he's making fun of Corey and Corey's gonna roll right, his eyes right. and yell at him. No, but instead it became like no, they were yeah. actually both in on this. It built on itself perfectly. It was great. It was so funny. The, the thing that happened though was we're in front of the audience. And I walk in with the with the bowl and the water, and it spills water? all yes. down the front of my I remember pants. That. That's right. And I go, well, I how about that? that? And we <laughs> all lose that. it, and we're just so we're trying to go on with the scene, and you guys are laughing, and I'm laughing, and we Michael's like, cut, cut, what the hell? Now go, and I had to go. They had to hold in front of the audience. I had to go. They had to dry oh, off man. my dry pants. Your pants with hair dryers. To, yes. I remember this. Oh, so my that's God. what it was. Is I spilled. All the way down the front of my pants. That would never happen today because you would have a, a second and a third change of clothes yep. be, in case this happened. Yep, you would just yep. have to walk off, put on a different pair of the exact nope. same pants, and then we would get right back to they shooting. The hair dried yep. me down. I was, and oh it was just me gosh. going, hey, how about that? And you both, you, that? I and you both so started funny. laughing. And we just oh lost, we lost it. And so we had to how hold in that? front of the audience for like 15 <laughs> minutes while I dried off my pants. And how about that? Hey, how about I remember that? that. You just ran with it. And it got such a big laugh. Oh my that god, that is so funny. That's the only thing going through my head. You know, the joke itself was great, but that's what I remember about the scene was yeah. spilling all over myself. I didn't remember until you started saying it, but man, that's right. That <laughs> was so funny. So then Eric leaves, and Corey starts eating and drinking from the dog bowl. Sean suggests getting something from the drugstore because if they can get the stash off his mother, that can they can do yeah, anything. Vera, 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 Vera no, Verna. Verna's the name, no, but they're Vera, Vera Peterson. There you yeah, go. So true, man. What a <laughs> yeah. great insight you had about that. Yeah, it really is. It's exactly the situation. So Corey says his paws are tied. This has to happen. And he goes back into telling Sean what happened. We get to a flashback of Frank's house of yogurt. Corey goes back to Madame Uspenskaya to tell her everything she has said has come true, except killing someone who cares about him. She says he can't kill Topanga until the moon is full, which, according to the USA Today, is tonight at 9 p.m. Madame Uspenskaya says the only way to end the curse is to be shot through the heart with a silver bullet fired by someone who loves him. She maniacally laughs and then starts coughing and Coffee. yells for Frank to cigarette. bring her another cigarette. Frank, cigarette! <laughs> funny. Do people even reference cigarettes on TV anymore? I don't think so. Unless you're no. like, uh, what is that show that makes like me so happy that I don't have children uh, with Zendaya? Um, oh, oh euphoria. euphoria where it's yeah it's, i think <laughs> yeah. shows like that they might but on sitcoms no, i don't think at all ever yeah. yeah i don't think you're allowed to anymore i mean i don't yeah, think it's a I choice i think they're I, I almost think by feels law, illegal like you're not allowed to mention because no. they have to, well no because now one of the pre-show letters that they put up is s for smoking they have to tell you they're smoking on the episode mm. so i don't think any sitcom that's is that a law though or is that think, just a recommendation that people follow i like don't know TV show be, creators be, follow, i wouldn't follow. i don't know the answer i don't think that. it's a law i don't think i don't think the laws have gotten more restrictive as far as things like that because they you know i mean we we talked about this in the episode where we referenced nypd and i nypd blue and i said we have to talk dirty yeah uh because remember yeah. back then they were already people were starting to swear and say words on television you couldn't say in our era that now are totally acceptable like people say you know the b word and that was was nypd blue 
Okay, that was the yeah. first one where you were kind of allowed that where it was like, oh wow, right. I can't believe they said that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the S word is said on television now. It is. It is occasionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I like. I feel like it's gotten more open. I don't think there would be more restrictions. But strange enough, do smoking is a different thing. Yeah. Right. So I don't. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm curious if I know what they changed in the terms of the commercial laws back then. You could have cartoons selling. Uh, cigarettes. Yeah. Remember the camel? That was, was like oh, an yeah. actual cartoon character. Yeah. And that became illegal in like 97, 98 or something. That's like what that. I smoked were camel lights. And I always, you'd always look because at the camel the and it's like, look at the camel and like, oh, there's this and then it looks like this. And yeah, Joe, Joe, camel. Joe, camel. Joe camel. I'd collect yeah, all my name. camel cash so I could get like a leather jacket I couldn't wear anywhere because I was 14 and smoked. Yeah, I was Do like, you still don't have it? You don't have it anymore? The, the, no, I was you, Where's the jacket? I don't know. I still have all the camel cash. You would always collect your camel cash. The C notes? Is that what they were? Yeah, see, no, yeah. So and you collect them and you get stacks of them and it's like, hey, I got to turn this in. Oh, wait, I'm 14. I can't do that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it was so very strange. Awful. Awful. This episode brought to you by C Notes. <laughs> exactly. And then we are still in a flashback in the Matthews living room. Alan and Amy walk in with groceries, and Corey rushes to see if they bought what was on his list. Amy <laughs> I love jokes. Betsy in this. Just, I know. Oh also, she walks in and she sees Morgan in the costume and says, yep. "Morgan, that costume is so you." And she's dressed <laughs> like a devil. devil. Yes. Do you think that was on and purpose? She doesn't say anything. No, she. Does, I think she has one line by the end of the scene. She says, really? "I'll share yeah, my yeah, gummy I'll worms." Share my with gummy him. Yeah, worms. I'll share my That's gummy worms. Yeah, That's it. they've really reduced Lily to yep, kind yeah. of a visual. And she joke wasn't in the last episode either. <laughs> oh, she wasn't. No. In, yeah, yeah, she's been very, very minimal. Yeah, I wonder when she actually leaves the show because it, it was mid second season. So. Coming up soon, I bet. Yeah. So Amy jokes that the woman in front of her bought the last gun, which is why she doesn't have it, even though it was on Corey's list. And um, very quickly, yep. broadcast networks discourage smoking in shows and permit it only when it is being condemned. In films, oh. Disney won't allow smoking scenes in films rated G, PG, or PG-13, in, except in a case of historical figures or if the activity emphasizes the negative consequences. Interesting. Hmm. So it's actually, okay. but that's not a law. That's just. I what guess it's discouraged. Do. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, unless it's being condemned. Yeah, yeah. And then so, in nineteen, sorry, in nineteen seventy, President Nixon banned cigarette ads from TV and radio. Right. Mm. So interesting. And little little historical fact brought to you by C notes. <laughs> <laughs> So Alan asks for some alone time with Corey and they go into the Matthews family living room and Corey asks, uh, Alan asks if he knows what raging hormones are and Corey responds with, it's one of those rides. And <laughs> he wants, yeah, he wants Alan to throw a picture frame at his heart really, really hard. Alan says he could be turning into a man entering adulthood and Corey says he's turning into a werewolf. Alan pushes the idea of puberty and wants to give Corey a real razor. And Corey looks in the mirror and see he's turning into a very hairy werewolf. I'm sorry. I don't know why I remembered him looking at a a family picture and him morphing into the werewolf in the family picture. That was in my head. I guess it never happened. I don't know why I thought that. Well, I think the reason you thought that is because where he looks is usually a family picture. Okay. And he does. And they put a mirror there and he morphs into the wolf there. So you probably in your mind were like, that picture must morph into the he's holding the family picture. So I thought for some reason he looked at it and he turns into a wolf in the picture. I don't know why I had that memory. Yeah. Well, then we're back in Corey and Eric's room. Corey continues writing in in his journal about turning into a werewolf. He signs the journal Corey A.O. Matthews. The A.O. stands for (laughs) A.U., which is the howl. 
Sean is packing up stuff around the room because he won't need any of these things yeah, anymore. Sure, just grabbing a pillowcase of crap. Yeah, he's got these shoes. Yeah, taking everything. Yeah, what do you yeah. need a trophy? Somebody else's trophy. That's what I love. Melt it down, baby. <laughs> Melt it down. Uh, Sean, um, yeah. Amy calls <clears throat> up to Corey that Topanga is downstairs. Corey is warning Sean to keep Topanga away from her, but then she just shows up behind Corey in his room. Sean uh, bounces. He leaves them alone, howling as he leaves. Topanga says she's a damsel for Halloween, but not the distressed kind, one who's totally together and in complete control of her destiny. Yeah. And now we get that that nice little reminder who of Topanga. who Topanga was yep. and yep. who Topanga is. And it felt really good. Nice, yeah. Corey says he likes her a whole lot, but he never wants to see Topanga again. And then he hands her his journal and says that it will explain everything. And he said, I've got needs and desires and I don't think I can control them. Corey notices the moon is full and it's 9 p.m., which means it's too late. Thunder and lightning outside. Corey assumes he's a werewolf now, but Topanga says he, she just sees Corey. The same Corey she's known since she was three. Wow. Oh, there we go. There's a reference. So There's, I guess, now we're, we've known each other since we were three. It's also the second and, episode in a row with you're just Corey. It's the yeah. same. The last episode was the same. Like, I see you, essentially. You're Corey. So it was the, I was Corey. like, oh, hey, it's the same exact message again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice message. It is a nice message. Yeah, it is it a is. nice message. And then Corey really kisses Topanga, and he howls again. The horny werewolf era is upon us. <laughs> do you remember the kiss? <laughs> I do. I remember the kiss, and I remember um, when I was watching it, the thing I remember about it is that Ben and I, now after having kissed once for episode 104, we felt like old hat now. Yep, very familiar. Already? Yeah, wow. I felt, I think he and I felt very much like, um, the awkwardness of it was gone. This was now two professionals doing what professionals do. We were close, like we had become friendly enough that there was, um, we could just have fun with what we were doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I remember the kiss and I remember it feeling much more like fun than, than nerve wracking. That's cool. Were you stage yeah. kissing or were you kissing kissing is what I think everyone's mm. going to want to know. Including me, if I'm honest. I don't know. I don't know in this one. But what I will tell you is no one told children what stage kisses were. So exactly. Ben and I just always kiss kissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because no one says when you're 12. So let me tell you how <laughs> this goes. How this I Which, knew it. I knew it. Maybe because of Will having his Carrie yeah. Russell moment. I knew that it was like an option. And I remember like my rule and I don't know who I talked to about this, but like, I just knew that I would let the girl decide Me too. if right. we were going to really kiss or not. And if she was really going to, and so it would vary from guest star to guest star, if we were really kissing or not. Um, and I'm trying to think I'm did Tr Trina and I don't think we really kissed. I think we were always stage kissing. Really? I, yeah. I never had as far as I know, and I could be wrong because it wasn't until probably season three that I started hey, we should talk about this. I don't think I ever had an actress say, no, let's stage kiss. Not a single time. They're like, no, let's just kiss. Yeah, I mean, let's describe, I guess, for people listening, what is a stage kiss versus what it's like to really kiss somebody? No it's more mouth closed, just no kind tongue. of like, and no tongue, but just also a little bit of mouth closed, like keeping your mouth closed and moving your head. Oh, well, that never looks good. Yeah. No, that's No, totally it doesn't, fake. but people to. do it. Yeah. There's All a right. French kiss and then there's Northern France. <laughs> uh, which is no tongue, head weird movement, mouth open. 
or a stage kiss. <laughs> it's now the North French kiss, as far as I'm concerned. It was, yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's it just doesn't look as good, and that's why you get most actors, men and women, um, who kind of most of the time, anyway, at least in my experience, go, "Let's eh, just kiss. Let's just do it." So yeah. yeah, I was curious if you were if you were there yet. I mean, I don't remember specifically for this kiss. It doesn't look like it. There was too much time right, for it to be right. too, you know, too involved. It may have really been just a a plant it's just on an the open mouth. mouth kiss. But it was a kiss, yeah. kiss. I mean, this was not kiss, up yeah. against the locker with like lips closed. Yeah, no. And no, this was no, a, it was a, kiss, a kiss, kiss. It was. It also felt very much like the last episode we watched, where he grabbed the, um, Melissa or whatever the party girl's name was, where he grabbed her and then he was like, "I'm in over my head." He suddenly like real, you know, he has turned into a werewolf, and now he grabs a girl and he does kiss her. Yeah. God, you know, I mean, just having been married for ten years now, like. I have not talked this much about kissing. <laughs> I have not I know. thought this much about kissing in my life. Right. And it's, I just like, I'm, I'm just thinking about kissing. It's just a weird activity. And we have spent so much time <laughs> in the last six months of this podcast discussing one part of life that I've just take for granted these days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, definitely kiss my wife, but you know, at this point it's a pretty rote thing. Yeah. Like it's not. Right. Yeah. So I know. Well, we're dissecting it here. It. So now it's like entered my consciousness in a weird way now. And well, the like, thing, the thing that stuck big. with me is I always, always ask my wife if she wants to real kiss or she wants to stage kiss. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> SOP every time. I let her uh, decide. She decides uh, all the time. So, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> and then we are in the Matthews backyard. Mr. Feeney is putting his trash back outside and tells Corey the wolf was found. And you know what? He was still in the zoo that whole time. It's crazy how rumors start. Mm-hmm. Feeney leaves and Corey hears the bushes moving again. He investigates and finds that it was a cute rabbit that bit him, not a wolf. The killer so, bunny. That's the killer bunny. still in the bushes. Yeah, he lives there. That's his home. <laughs> that's, that's where he lives. And so then when everything seems fine, he hears a mean growl and drops the bunny and runs inside the house. And that is the end of our episode. What do you say? It was a holiday. And then we return to your regularly scheduled yeah, exactly. world. Let's talk Let's... more about kissing. Yeah. No. Um, no, I'm so sorry. What kind of kissing do you okay. want to do with your certain type of lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, if, if you suspend imagination and hey, it's happening in his mind and it's a Halloween episode, it was a fun romp. You got Phyllis Diller yeah. and you got, I mean, it's, it's fun. Ben was great. Everybody was good. Ben's fantastic in yeah. it. I, my hair looks amazing in the last scene. I was thinking that um, same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that cute little, that cute little dress so, too. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah. But it doesn't make much sense. No, God, no, no, no. no of course not. The logic is out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? I, I think maybe people set it up for me, like, "Oh, you're gonna hate it," and then I was like, "Hey, I kind of like it." Yeah. Um. Anyway, join us for our next episode, season two, episode seven, "Wake Up, Little Corey," which originally aired November fourth, nineteen ninety four. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can email us, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have got merch. Merchandising for sale. Merchandising for sale. <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com. And next week, we will have Ethan Suplee join us. We know you guys have been looking forward to hearing him. We didn't want to delay any longer. So we will have Ethan on next week. Thank you guys for listening. Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. 
Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.